Brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome to another episode of Kingdom Context. It's your host, James Aaron Jr. I'm just so grateful to be alive today. I thank God for allowing me to continue to be in the land of the living. Um, you know, we all should continue to be extremely gracious and give praise to the Most High each and every day that He wakes us up. Uh, because without Him, we can do nothing. Um, I want to thank uh, this great platform, Spotify, uh, for the music that's being played. I do not own the rights to this music. Uh, it's, um, so uh, just for those who, who are wondering, uh, I do not own the rights to this music. But I thank God for it. And I thank God for you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast uh, again, the Lord has impressed upon my heart to give you an encouraging word uh, to inspire you for a new week. Uh, with that being said, I'm excited about what God has given me on this morning, and I'm eager to share what the Lord has impressed upon my heart. I want to start today um, by um, first um we're going to be coming from the book of Jeremiah uh chapter 29 beginning at verse 11 and I'm going to begin to read for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope then you will call upon me and go pray and go pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart I will be found to you I will be found by you says the Lord and will bring you back from your captivity the topic that the Lord have given me is this message is for somebody out there I want to let you know, God wants to let you know that he has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. And if you want to personalize it, just say it to yourself. God has a plan for my life. God has a plan for my life. I got three points um, that. I want to bring to you today. I don't want to get too deep and philosophical in the sense to where uh, I want to delve into the history of the text and deal with things uh, that way. I want to get straight to the point to let you know that God has a plan for your life. The first point that the Lord has impressed upon my heart to bring to your attention when it comes to understanding that God has a plan for my life, it's it should be a continuous mantra, not just 
uh, in times of difficulty, difficulty. Uh, but also when you feel like you're riding a wave of consistency, a wave of blessing. Amen. Uh, understand that, uh, you know, the rain falleth on the just and the unjust. We all deal with suffering. But understand that God's word says that if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. And this message is, is for believers to understand that. Again, last week we dealt with there are wilderness seasons and there are dry seasons. And then there are seasons where things are extremely fruitful. Uh, so in this walk, you have to be able to maintain a level of consistency in regards to studying to praying, to fasting, to giving, to serving. Those are extremely important things when it comes to uh, maintaining a level of consistency in this walk. Uh, because constantly our faith is, is being challenged. Uh, and, and that's what it's about. This walk is, a, is, is about faith. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, remember, Jesus says, uh, how does one hope for something that he already has? That is not faith at all, people. Why would you have faith for something that you already see that has manifested in a tangible sense? You've already obtained it. It doesn't require faith to have for something that you could obtain or that you already have. Um, but faith is 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 the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, we believe that the Lord God exists. We believe that he died on the cross. We believe that he gave his life for us. Um, and we have never seen him. We have not met him. But yet we know by faith that he did all these things for us. And that's what drives us. We have that hope. Uh, that we have sacrificed and given our life for him. Um, we have chosen to live for Christ. And when you choose to live for Christ, your walk and your life no longer is about you. It's about him. We have chosen to dedicate our lives to the work of the Lord. And our responsibility now is to go into all the world preaching the gospel. You know, making disciples of all nations. That is the responsibility that we as believers have. And we understand that there is a strategic order in which God have, uh, you know, there's a system in which God have established in the earth that the apostles created for us to follow. That Jesus uh, showed the, the apostles and then there was a carry on of the mission. So we know what the responsibility is in regards to that. But to the life of the individual believer, there are times in which your faith is constantly being tried. How many people can say, have you ever had a season? And, and I'm not I don't want to speak this into existence, but have you ever thought the thought in a specific season where you said to yourself, if it ain't one thing is another? It seemed like you were constantly getting hit with several things. Just one after another, after another, after another. And you haven't even had time to breathe. You haven't even had time to excel. You haven't even had, you hadn't even had time to uh, understand what had just happened. Uh, 
and then you deal with the residual impact of it and then you're left speechless. Well, that happens. Again, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So none of us are exempt from trial and storm. None of us are exempt from making mistakes as well. You see, I found myself uh, during the early years of my walk trying to uh, obtain a level of perfection, not understanding the doctrine of sanctification, the doctrine of appropriation, adoption, not understanding those specific items. Understanding, didn't, I didn't understand, I didn't even know what those were. But sanctification is a process uh, in which God develops. He matures you. You begin to walk in sanctification, walk in holiness. So there's, there's, there's a process in which the old man is dying and the new man is constantly being renewed. Um, but I just want to get to the point and say that be encouraged. God has a plan for your life. My first point is this. Start praying. When you're going through a trial, and I want to speak specifically about a trial. When you're going through trials and when you're going through times of testing and when your faith is constantly being tried, um, there's a temptation uh, to to walk away uh, from prayer. Uh, but oftentimes, and this is not for everybody, but sometimes a person, uh, a believer gets hit so much that they forget to pray. This isn't for everybody because we're all on different levels. Amen. We have different levels of faith, different measures of faith. Um, but start praying. But don't just pray. You know, thinking in your mind is is meditation. Uh, when someone says, well, I pray in my mind, that's, that's, that's specifically, that's meditation. That's meditating upon God's word. But prayer should be methodical. I would encourage you to begin to set aside a time to pray. A time to pray. And prayer, especially when you're going through this, uh, to resist the spirit of idleness, uh, uh, to resist the temptation of uh, self-loathing, feeling sorry for yourself, uh, to resist uh, the spirit of depression. Uh, it's important to start praying. Amen. Uh, immediately when things happen, it's time to bombard heaven. It's time to begin to seek the face of the Lord. It's time to seek him for understanding, seek him for clarification. And oftentimes, sometimes you're not going to get the answers that you believe in, but continue to pray because the Bible says that when we uh, when we don't know what we should pray for, the spirit intercedes for us with, gro with groanings, which cannot be uttered. So when you begin to pray, uh, the spirit of God, your spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you will connect. Amen. And. And you will find a sense of peace that will overcome you. Listen, if you're in a, in, a, in a place of prayer, pray until you find peace. Don't get up. Continue to pray until you find peace. And understand this, that when you set aside a specific time to pray, you don't need to announce it to the world. Because remember, when Jesus says what your heavenly father sees what you do in secret, 
He'll reward you openly. He will reward you publicly. You don't need to announce to the world that, hey, I'm going to pray at this specific time. This designated time to pray when you're going through a trial each and every day or a season of testing, uh, so to speak, should be between you and the Lord. And note this, when you know that you need to pray at a specific time each and every day, it should, you should have daily devotion each and every day. Every day, sacrifice this time to pray and communicate with God and converse with the Lord and pray unto our Heavenly Father and begin to worship Him. Note this, that when you know that you have set aside a specific time to pray, notice the enemy is a master of distractions. The enemy is a master of distractions. He operates in distractions. The phone starts ringing. People need your attention. The doorbell rings. Uh, stuff happens in the house. There's a bunch of noise. The music starts. All kinds of things that start to happen when you know that God have called you to pray. Things began to come up because the enemy is a master of distraction. The enemy doesn't want you to go to prayer. He doesn't want you to go to pray when things happen. He wants you to operate in your flesh. He wants you to pay attention to him. He wants you to be distracted. The distractions will come. And that's what the enemy does. He operates in distractions. He wants to detour you or discourage you from going into prayer. But I tell you right now, keep praying. Start praying. Be methodical. Have a system set up. Amen. Go into your prayer closet where you can't be distracted. Don't take your phone with you. You don't need your cell phone. Go pray. Go seek the Lord. Amen. My second point, persevere. Persevere. Amen. Read scripture. Uh, read scripture related to your circumstances to help you in your daily prayers. Listen, I understand that some people randomly read scripture. And that's fine. But when it comes to being effective uh, and um, deliberate in your intent when you pray, you need to uh, be intentional with what you read. Amen? I'm going to share uh, a couple of scripture here that can help you. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. That's perseverance. Romans 5, 3 and 5. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces in endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given who He has given unto us. 
Hebrews 12 and 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight of sin which clings closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The book of James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness, steadfastness have an all full effect. That you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. There's purpose behind your trial. There's purpose behind your storm. And what I'm saying is, and what God is saying is, don't give up. It's easy. It's easy to quit. You see, the Bible says, let us not go grow weary in, in well-doing. Let us not grow weary in Galatians 6 and 9 when doing good. For in due season you shall reap it when you fate not. Understand that this walk is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Because then the Bible says that he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Those that endure to the end are the ones that didn't give up. That when they messed up, they got, they sought the Lord. They got right back up on the horse and kept riding. Never give up. Don't throw in the towel. No matter how heavy it gets, God is sovereign. Don't, you don't need to question the Lord. Just understand by faith, there's purpose behind it. Just understand by faith that there's a reason why you're going through. There's a reason for the so Listen, we're supposed to suffer. Suffering is part of being a Christian. Remember, Jesus said, he, desire, he who desires to gain his life shall lose it. But he who desires to lose his life, the same shall find it. If you are a born again Christian and you have repented of your sin and you have turned to the cross and you said, Lord, I will serve you for the rest of my day. Your life isn't about you. This life is about him. And when you with him, oh, man, there's so many blessings in store. There's so much in store. Amen. God has so great plans for you. Romans 8.28 says, For we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God, who have been called according to his purpose. I don't care what happens. I don't care how disappointed you are. There's purpose, which means that he's going to work this thing together for your good, no matter what takes place. He didn't say all things are good. He said that he will work it together for your good. That you're going to come out victorious. That's the difference between us who are believers and those that are in the world, that they suffer with great cost and there's no redemption attached to their loss. But for us. There's redemption, there's victory, there's promise, there's hope, there's, there's so much to look forward to. Amen. And my final point. Stand still and wait on the Lord. Let me say that again. Stand still and wait on the Lord. Stand still and wait on the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but they that wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. That shall mount up on wings like eagles. That shall run and not be weary. That shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40 and 31 says again, 
but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that, that word faint translated literally means not to give up. It, it literally means not give up. Psalm 27 and verse 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait on the Lord. My final point simply says, stand still and wait on the Lord. Don't make rash emotional decisions. Nothing is easy in this life. You have to build from the ground up. We are not talking about, I'm not talking about obtaining some sort of material item or material gain. This is not about your career. This is not about getting a nice car or a nice house. This is about your walk with God. Build your faith from the ground up. Recognize where you are in your walk with the Lord. Recognize, be consciously aware of your mistakes and your shortcomings. Understand that God is a loving God. The Lord loves you. I know sometimes you feel like you're alone and there's nobody that can relate to you. There's nobody who understands what's happening. It's not about them. It's about the relationship that you need to continue to persevere. The relationship that you need to continue to build with your heavenly father. Because your heavenly father is the one who truly, truly loves you. Listen, the Bible says, don't put your hope in men. Men are going to fail you. Men are going to, going to fail you because every men are just like you. We are just like you. We're fallible beings. We're breakable beings. We're imperfect vessels. We're in desperate need of, a, of the Heavenly Father to help us to make it daily. Not no individual has walked in perfection except our Heavenly Father. And that's why we need him. And that's why he promised the Holy Spirit, the paraclete to be with us so that we can make it each and every day. We need him. Seek the Lord. Start praying. Be methodical. Understand that God has a plan for your life. He has perfect plans for you. He didn't say that the plan. Amen. He didn't say that things weren't going to happen, but he has a great plan for you. All you have to do is stick with it. Don't throw in the towel. Don't wave the white flag. Keep fighting. Keep pressing. Keep pursuing the Lord. Keep praying. Keep persevering and stand still and wait on the Lord. Stand still and wait on God. Listen, I've learned. Listen, if you're watching a great movie, don't leave halfway through the movie. Wait till the end. Wait till the end to see how the story unfolds. Listen. In this walk, stay to the end. He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. God has a great plan for your life. But don't give up because it gets hard. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. We don't feel sorry for ourselves. We don't have a pity party. We don't blame others for where we are in our lives. 
We don't point the finger at other people. We take accountability for our mistakes. We ask God to forgive us. We ask those that we have harmed to forgive us. And it's their decision whether or not they choose to forgive us or not. But the best thing that we can do is to continue to pursue God. Seek the Lord. He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Stand still and wait on the Lord. Don't make rash, emotional decisions because if you do, you will deal with even more consequences. Don't make emotional choices during critical situations. Stand still. Be still. Be still. Just like the elders would tell us back in the day. Be still. Just wait. Just wait. Don't leave halfway through the movie. Just wait. Wait till the end and it will make sense. Thank you for taking time to tune into another episode of Kingdom Context. Again, I'm your host, Dr. James Aaron Jr. Thank you for your time. And may you have a blessed week and a blessed day. Thank you. God bless.